Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market Podcast. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. The If You Market Podcast is brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Johto PR. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy. Today, we've got uh, co-host Carla Jo Helms with us. That's me. Hi, guys. And uh, our guest is Christina Har- 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 Haramio. 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 Very good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Is it Haramio? Um, or is it how to me yo? Which one is it? Yo. Is it the A? Yo. 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 <laughs> how to me yo. <laughs> We're going to be talking about personal ABM. Christina is the president of the company personal ABM. So I'm sure to get a little confused a couple times here with that. The topic and the company personal ABM. And uh, she's also a partner at Stop the Sales Drop, where she helps marketers with a personal account-based approach. Uh, Christina, I'm going to want you to talk a little bit more about, about your company, but uh, thanks for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I thanks, appreciate Christina. that. Thank you. So let's jump. Christina with a K. With a K, of course. I was just mentioning that we yes. have the same initials, so you're my new best friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, I got your name right, and we have the same initials. We're like, good. We're good Besties to go. for life, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a sound way to choose best friends. Um, it is. It is. It works. So, Christina, um, your company, Personal ABM, you guys aptly named, you carry out Personal ABM. Can you, uh, can you tell me, let's uh, first a little about yourself, and then we'll just kind of smoothly transition into the company from there. Sure. Um, like you said, I'm president, so I oversee operations, and it's Personal ABM for anyone who's not really familiar, personal account-based marketing. So a lot of people in the marketing world are familiar with account-based marketing, it's typically that people are doing like account-based awareness, account-based um, advertising, and we take it maybe to a micro level, I guess is a better word. So that's why the personal part comes in. Um, and our key metric and our only metric is revenue. So the clicks and the likes and the shares and comments and all that stuff and, and leads are great and they have their place, but what we do is revenue-based only. Um, so we are working with clients to win, protect, and expand accounts. That's where our little niche is in the marketing world. Um, so we, again, going back to that personal, that personal relevant connection that we're taking that approach on social, on email, conversations, um, like live face-to-face when we go back to that. Um, so that's just a little bit about me. You want to go into the company, right? Now you um, said? Oh, we, we covered a little bit of both there. On the personal ABM part, Curious, does that mean that you guys have a personal touch to it? Or does it mean like you have a FBI file on every one of the targets? Correct. And should and I that's not me. call them targets? <laughs> <laughs> what do you call them? <laughs> uh, prospects. Prospects, yeah. Well, we do have, it's very hands-on. There's no, we don't use any um, technology. We, we don't, are, we're not pulling, um, you know, names out of LinkedIn or anything like that. It's very... Personal, when I mean personal, I mean there's an actual person on the other end of every message, of every nurture, of every invite to connect, of every piece of content. So um, that's why personal is such an important part of what we do. <laughs> you don't hear companies brag very often, we don't use any technology. Yeah, well, we don't use, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ABM technology out there and it's great. But again, that's the awareness part and that's the, um, the gets away from the personal side. You can't really micro, micro personalize it and get that relevant 
with the technology that's currently out there. I'm sure it's going to change talking right, in a couple right. of years and it'll change. I mean, it, it seems like um, so you guys are doing kind of old school account-based marketing before it got tagged with the word account-based marketing. Exactly. Um, and, and it got tagged with that word once MarTech advanced to the point where they were like, hey, we can take this personal thing and automate it at scale. Great. Now let's turn it into a thing before it was just personal marketing. And uh, once they were like, we can do this personal thing in an automated fashion. Now it gets tagged with account-based. I mean, I know I like account-based marketing. I'm not trying to kind of crap. No, no, on I it, get it. But it is really saying, how can we take this? There's all these tools for doing something super personal at scale. And at some point it boils down to the, the fake email you get where they act like they know you. And you obviously know that, you know, I, I, you get those phone calls all the time too. Hey, you asked about like, no, I didn't stop pretending like we know each other. Stop pretending like we have a relationship. Um, I was looking at the website. I have, you, you have a lot of like cool companies that you work with, with this um, personal ABM, right? Yeah, we typically work um, in B2B tech, software, logistics, 3PLs, and then the tech and software that goes with 3PLs. So um, WMS, TM, Transportation Management Systems. You're using and, a lot of acronyms. Can you? I know, the, I'm the sorry. Listen, it's not for me. I know. <laughs> I'm in the tech industry no. because that I know, I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. Yeah, so logistics and 3PL, that's... Um, you know, like a, a rider type of company or a Schneider or Penske, 3PL third-party logistics. And they use software yep. to manage their trucks, to manage the warehouses. So a transportation management system manages their trucks or any kind of transportation they have. And then the WMS is a warehouse management system. So all the tech that goes behind the scenes of logistics and 3PLs, we work with those kind mm -hmm. of companies because we found there's a lot of similarly positioned companies and they're not differentiating they're talking about features and benefits so where there's room to differentiate that's where we like to play got it so when you guys get personal does he is this getting down to like okay maybe in an account-based marketing campaign um they're gonna say we're gonna send the person a you know a physical mailer and we're going to uh, you know, send them tickets to their local sports team. We know they like basketball or whatever it is. And then you don't have to worry because nobody gets to go to a basketball game anymore. Um, <laughs> but, you know, instead of taking them out to a steak dinner, do you guys get down to knowing what kind of steak they like when you take them out to a steak dinner? Like, is it getting, is it that kind of personal? Um, how, you're, you're talking about the one contact, not just the company, but the what, like that, the right. personal Correct. So you're finding that contact and then you're saying, Hey, we, and then you're creating a campaign to that person. Yeah. There's a, there's an overall campaign for the actual company. It's so basically what we do is we go after companies that were named. So we're not going to say we want to win companies like Microsoft. We right. want to win an actual company. So we'll have to say we want to win actually Microsoft. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and there's then no you likes just... <laughs> in your business. No likes. <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't not similar to, or whatever. Um, so we go after each particular person that we know is in the decision making, uh, committee and they're all going to have a company goal, but each position is going to have their own goal. Like the CMO is going to yeah. be different than the VP of marketing. Then the CEO or whatever. The CEO, right? so, exactly. we, so I have a question. So you have a, yeah. like, so we, we market to, um, you know, companies in a certain revenue range in certain industries, right? So CEOs, CMOs, CFOs, 
right? COOs. And each one has a particular goal as to why they would need our services. They all align, right? But you're saying that you could go, this is what we do. We have an overall campaign for the company. And then we take, say, so if you want those like key decision makers, we do a personalized ABM campaign for the CEO and the one for the COO and one for the CFO. Correct. And you, okay, that's fun. And so is it, so do you do steak dinners and, uh, you know, tickets? And so what do you no, do for we personal? Do. <laughs> what <laughs> are your tricks? <laughs> yeah, we don't, we, <laughs> we don't, um, we don't, uh, we don't do the steak dinners and stuff, but we're, we're always talking about, <laughs> I wish sometimes. No bribe. You have a no bribe marketing. No bribe policy. No. Come on. Um, <laughs> so we are really personal about everything. Again, we're going to go back to the say it ad nauseum, but relevant to the industry, relevant to their, their wants. So we do a little bit of research on each individual and we'll um, develop content and messaging for them. So you can go to someone's profile, like on LinkedIn is the main platform that we do a lot of this on, um, but we've kind of migrated out into so, into other social and then other email and the live or Zoom conversations, selling conversations. But for example, like if I knew I was going out a specific target, I'm going to look at their LinkedIn profile and I can kind of gleam what their goals are, what their what matters to them, what metrics are important to them and develop my messaging and my positioning and the content strategy around that so that I can get more specific to them. So you can find out a lot of data about these people on LinkedIn. Correct. Well, because people like to talk about themselves. So they like to post mm -hmm. stuff, right? Yep. <laughs> and do you look at, I'm so curious. So you look at obviously their past history and their bio, but you probably yep. look at articles they've published on their Yep. their post or do you look at their feed and what they're commenting to like in social media like on LinkedIn obviously things like yeah, that yeah it's a little bit of both but mostly the profile is um can give me a lot like if I know what maybe groups they might belong to whether they're LinkedIn groups or whether they're professional groups or what their current history is you know were they in sales all their life or were they in marketing or have they done a little bit of both and were they operations then moved to sales and vice versa so so you're like gotcha. a marketing slash private investigator firm. <laughs> I mean, it's like you're that really, is a good way to put it, actually. I mean, we do yeah, have to it do is, a actually. You open a file on these people. <laughs> <laughs> Without them knowing about it. So it's yeah. kind of like a secret op. <laughs> that's yeah, that's cool. and, so, and so you develop automated campaigns and are they like, well, is it, is it a, a variation of different mediums? Like, you know, LinkedIn, email, what do you do? Yes. Yeah, they're LinkedIn email and, and actual articles, whether they're on, uh, you know, publications we know they're going to be viewing or they're on people's platforms or, you know, their LinkedIn platform or on their blog um, or even webinars based on, we know, an idea that, you know, is being kicked around a lot in that particular industry or in that particular company. Um, so I just lost my train of you're, thought for a second. You're targeting, no problem. I was going to interrupt you anyway. Words. You're targeting high value companies and high exactly. value decision makers there. So they probably have a lot of, content out there. I mean, they've probably written a lot of things. They probably do speaking. They probably are on podcasts. Like somebody's got a file on you now and they're like, if Oh, I'm sure. Podcast, okay, <laughs> let's see what she does. Um, so but then how do you market to them? Do you like, what are the mediums that you use? We are using LinkedIn first, um, to engage with them. And then we are going to email. Um, and none of it is actually automated. It's actually an 
a person is writing each individual message. So we treat every interaction um, as a mini sales conversation. So there has to be relevant value. So if I invite you to connect, there's going to be relevant value. If I send you a message after that connection, it's not going to be, let's get a demo, let's get a call. Let, you know, I'm not going to pitch you right away. I'm going to give you value, whether that's content, uh, whether that's belonging to another group, whether that's going to check out this link on a, a webinar, something of value. Some Buy them a beer, right? Yeah, exactly. I got Virtually. That. That's what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Now, have, have you ever, and I asked all the account-based marketing guests about this, have you ever bought a billboard for a one company or contact? No, but I'm sure it will happen once okay. one of these days. Or start with a sandwich board. Just hire a guy to wear the sandwich board in front, <laughs> in front of their office. I'm, I'm dying. I want to see that. That would be hilarious. Where somebody just rents out a billboard or a billboard. Jim, I'm here. I'm Call me. You. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I want to see that campaign so bad. I'm going to make my company do it if nobody else does. So what is the what is the cadence that so you're providing them like you're personally reaching out to them which you know I would personally like anytime I get personal things like that I, you know I pay more attention what's the cadence that, that, like how often do you do that before you actually start to you know have some sort of call to action or set up a you know a conversation or something like that um is there like a it, rule of thumb for people if there's and, no no, there's no rule of thumb, but it has to be at least one nurture message or one interaction after the initial connection is maybe made that you give them value. And then you can try to maybe go to the next. It can't be right away because I know I personally am going to disconnect and or ignore yeah. everything you send me because I've gotten tons of I'm sure everyone has is I connect with you. And then within 30 seconds, I'm getting you want to jump on a call. Oh, yeah. not my demo? Want to see my pitch? Yeah. That was going to yeah. be my next comment. Like, do you guys do this? I don't know how many times on LinkedIn. I have a thing on my LinkedIn description right off the bat. Uh, if you do not mention this, I will not connect with you. Don't just send me a message saying like, hey, want to connect? Hey, I think we have some of the, some similar likes. Want to connect? No. I'm like, I'm sorry. If you're going to pitch me something, that was your opportunity because now no. And then sometimes somebody sends something semi, hey, I saw your podcast and I thought it was great. I'd love to connect. I'm like, okay, I think I know what's coming next, but I'll, let me see. And as soon as you connect with them, whatever automated tool they're using, you immediately get the message back pitching there, whatever it is. Hey, yeah, I thought it'd be awesome. Here's my sales training. Come check it out. Sign up. It costs us much. I'm like, I can't. Marketers, we create these techniques and then we just start pounding everybody with them and they're almost always terrible and that's the just the speed to can i buy you a drink great let's go back to my place i haven't even had the drink yet and you're already like trying to pull me out the door i'm yeah. sorry but come back tomorrow or something it's crazy can they at least well, please adjust those tools to wait a week before you proposition me it seems like, you know, account-based marketing is, is people are really, uh, but I like this, a personal approach, but it's, it's definitely very advantageous for B2B. Yep. B2B needs this. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, you have a longer sales cycle, a more complex buying um, cycle, I guess you would say, or a really expensive um, investment that you want your prospects to make. This is a perfect thing for you. If you're someone that's selling a $99 tool 
the you're not going to get your ROI out of this because this is the long game. It's not a short term thing. Yeah, this right. is a commitment. Yeah. There takes a lot of resources, yeah. a lot of people time, and a lot of planning. So it's not going to give you that quick turn of it, you know, return. It has to be a high value yep. product. Yeah, you absolutely. Can't take yep. ABM if you're listening and you yeah you sell a widget, you sell a software as a service for nine ninety nine a month. Don't get super personal ABM. You'll be confused because it's such a great thing. And and Christina made it sound like you really need to do this. And somehow you just lost your job because you spent a ton of money and you got three clients for ten dollars each. Um, exactly. It has to be high value. Uh, very high value. Yeah, we're part. talking six, seven figures at least. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and I guess that was my next question. Like, what's the size of the company? <laughs> yeah, six, seven figures. So there, that's there why we, we play. <laughs> That's why I never real use real questions because we end up getting to them anyway, and then I get I get lost like somebody reading a teleprompter that got off off uh, off um, out of line or something like that. Um, okay, so I've been talking a little smack about the automation of account based marketing. You guys said you said you use you don't use any technology, but you really use like you don't use any technology. I mean, obviously you use an email client. We're not considering that technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what I mean by technology is we don't use any automated things. So right. like demand gen and lead gen, we're not saying get rid of them. You have to have it in side by side with ABM. It's like an, it's ABM, or especially personalized ABM is an add-on. So it's gonna be like um, Legion and um, are gonna get, the, you know, you need to keep getting those leads, but if you get a really hot lead that you need to expand on, or you know that it's stuck in the funnel, that's where ABM would take over. ABN, we are win, protect, expand. That's what we do. If you've got, let's say, 20 target contacts and you Mm -hmm. put all their phone numbers into an auto dialer, you're in the wrong headspace for what you guys are doing, basically. Correct. Okay. (laughs) How experienced is your average person that's carrying out these campaigns? I mean, it, it feels to me you couldn't just take a new person and throw them in there because they're you know, you're not going to, uh, they're, they're going to be trying to go off a script and you can't get personal that way. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting that you say that. Um, you mean you're, so you're talking about from my team's, my team's yeah. standpoint. Yeah. It has to be at least five to 10 years. This is not like a newbie marketing type of thing. Um, and you can't, you have to be very willing to try new things and to get as relevant as you can to people and not to be a broad based type of thing. So I know a lot of uh, marketing is very like just spray everyone with the same message and hopefully something will stick. We are very um, laser focused and um, that's the type of mindset that you're going to need for this. And, and it just takes some time because people think they're relevant by saying, you know, I know that you're a marketing manager. Okay. <laughs> that's great. I'm thank you for Thanks. reading my profile. Yeah. Congratulations. If, if you had to say that, <laughs> yeah. you obviously don't really know if that's yeah. all you know yeah. about me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Congratulations. <laughs> or because you work with XYZ, I, I wanted to give you this. Like, yeah. You have to give a little more um, relevance to the person. Other, So like I'm connecting with you on a human to human level, not that like um, you're not the, just another name, just another. The fake marketing person. level of like, you like exactly. Fight Club too? I like Fight Club. Uh, hey, I yeah, saw yeah. your profile. And you're like, ah, come on. <laughs> it's It's bizarre to me that, and I guess it's got to be kind of junior people. Um, and that's where I feel like the experience has to be there. It must be hard for you guys to hire because you can't hire and train so much when you have to have the experience to start with, with what you guys are doing. It's, um, 
it's bizarre to me when people are marketing and selling to sales and marketing people and they don't realize that the thin veil they're using is so obvious because we live in this world. If you're yeah, we're a jaded bunch. <laughs> yeah. We've seen all these things so many times. We're not a country mouse. Like you're not marketing to a warehouse manager here who's never been pitched something, who's never had somebody pretend like they know who they are because they looked at their Facebook page for 10 seconds. And yet they still seem to approach these departments with the same lame tactics that, that have a negative effect. Like I see those things and I think, okay, I know I don't want to ever talk to this person, block them. And it's just, it's counterproductive. It takes time time and it takes expertise. You know, it's like that's, it makes total sense why you would hire, you know, someone to do that for you. Right. Well, we're trying probably like, I got 20 people, but I've got to like, you know, expand my leads. It's like one aspect of it, but it's a really important aspect. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, what we want to do is, what we're trying to do is get relevant. So it, it goes from the company down to the division, down to the rank, and then the actual employee, and then even down to the actual end user. So it's super, super focused and micro. Like it's one big thing and then you just keep, it keeps shrinking and shrinking till you get to each individual person within that buying committee. So it's, it's hard for people to grasp that concept because it's not something that's super popular because it's time consuming. And it's not something that's super popular because a lot of people don't have six or seven figure deals. It's not everybody fits into that space. Have marketers gotten lazy in the last decade with email marketing, with all the marketing automation? They're I like, think that yeah. sounds like real work. It yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like, oh, I have 10 tools. I'm cool. I can just use these mm-hmm. tools and just keep sending out stuff. And I'm getting leads, which is great. But if you're handing those leads off to sales and they're not going anywhere, then are you actually doing anything besides getting leads? Like, are you contributing to revenue? And I think marketing has to be accountable for revenue, but they don't take that into yeah. consideration. You said something in our prep call, and I think the listeners are going to be shocked. Like, wait, you guys do prep calls? It doesn't sound like it. But <laughs> we do prep calls. And you said something about the hand raisers. And it it occurs to me, um, giving myself a pat on the back for what I said a minute ago, uh, when you're talking to sales and marketing people and you're doing a campaign that's designed to get hand raisers, the downside is the people raising their hands for most products, unless you have something novel or something like that, the people you're getting to raise their hands are going to be the wrong people. It's a self-selecting crowd of, it's like the people who go into politics. You're getting the wrong people for the wrong reasons. So you may be getting leads, but they're probably the wrong people and ask your sales team. And they'll probably say, yes, these are all a waste of time. The people we want to talk to are the ones who are unsubscribing. So can you give us your unsubscribe list? Those are probably, that's, <laughs> probably, that's, that's probably list. a good, yeah, that is. <laughs> because <laughs> you're bombarding us with stuff that we don't want. So we'll, we'll take that list. Yeah. 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 Maybe, I think, Look at the leads and then give them the unsubscribes and ask your salespeople. Don't tell them which is which. Which one do you want? And they'll be like, oh, these are obviously the better ones. Oh, crap. It's the unsubscribes. <laughs> now um, we know we have to switch. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong with our messaging and our, messaging and our outreach techniques. Maybe we need to talk to Christina. Um, we, we're going to take a quick break here. Time is really flying. Before we do that, Christina, can you give the listeners, we've been kind of um, – touching on stuff lightly and philosophically, but can you give us one or two or give them one or two um, tips for doing this type of account-based marketing? A uh, little do's. Give, give, give the top, the top five. Okay. <laughs> five is a lot. 
As many as five, you want. Five, okay. <laughs> I have like seven, but I could be. Oh, 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 seven. <laughs> no, I could be here all day. No, seriously. <laughs> so I want to re just reiterate that we were talking about, like, don't think of this type of hyper-personalized ABM is for everyone. Again, it's only for people that have high value solutions, typically are having those longer sales cycles, because um, you're not going to get that ROI out of it. So ABM might be for you, just maybe not this personalized, hyper-focused. And do not, this is a key one, do not replace your marketing and demand gen legion with personal ABM. They have to have, uh, they have to coincide. Thank goodness, I'm so glad you said that. No, you yeah. can't. They have to coincide. Um, so you're saying everybody... throw everything out and do just this? No. Just do this. No. Oh, you know, don't. Lower, your, yeah. lower okay. your, your, uh, <laughs> your target audience to about this big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people get that, get that in their head. And um, another thing I want to think is don't say that you want companies like that fit in this industry. Name them so that it makes it easier to go after them. Like physically okay. get the name on the, on the paper or on your whatever board you're using. Um, and do think of every social interaction, every email interaction, every kind of touch point as a mini sales conversation, not to be over salesy, not to be pitchy at every time, but that you're giving them your prospects information, thoughts and ideas that maybe they haven't considered, um, teaching them and being relevant and specific to them. So I think that's another key one that I like. Um, and this is one that I'm sure everyone knows and is always struggling in sales and marketing is you create the alignment with sales, marketing, but also account management, because this is something that account management can even take um, so that all everybody's meeting revenue objectives. I think a lot of times, you know, sales doing one thing, marketing another, sales is talking about one thing and marketing is talking about another. And then there's that disconnect of where the value is placed in each side. So that is really key. I mean, I could probably go on and on, but. Do you assign. <laughs> what was the first now? one again? What was the first one again? About how the hyper-personalized ABM isn't for everyone about. Oh. Yeah. KJ <laughs> wants to really hammer that in. Like, don't throw out everything but this. No. That's not what we're saying. It's no. rarely anybody who says that well, about said the, practice. Yeah, but it's not for everybody. The hyper No, it's not for everybody. Right. And it's not like a standalone at all. Right. No yeah, company no, should be doing only this. Mm -mm. No, we typically yeah. work, our best is we are working with sales teams that are feel like they're not getting the support for marketing they need. So like sales, like for example, a lot of people that we talk to, sales might be kicking them or marketing might be kicking, you know, 100 leads to sales, but maybe five of them actually go anywhere and get some lead to a close. Because I think value again is, you know, different on either side. They're not on the same page when it comes. So we are... Mm -hmm very uh we like to say marketing for sales even though all marketing should be technically but we typically work with the sales team directly so you see your marketing as basically marketing works for the sales department pretty much I, I find that to be a dividing line with a lot of people I've, I've been forgetting to ask it recently in these podcasts but um they typically think to seem to either either think that sales works for marketing and marketing is the center and sales is basically uh, marketing is generating all the work and sales is then going out and being told now go close this or that sales is, is the center hub and marketing is there to assist them. Um, and it's, it's interesting. I mean, I, it could work either way. I suppose it probably depends on who's, who has the strongest personality or, or is the most powerful within a company in the sales department or the marketing department. Um, but you guys work as a sales is the, is the uh, kind of your, your client that you are doing the work for almost. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, where you've been speaking with Christina. Jeremello, Christina Jeremello of uh, Personal ABM about Personal ABM. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Alexandra Watkins of Eat My Words. If you want to find out if your brand name sucks, go to eatmywords.com and test the strength of your name. It's a free test. You'll find out if you need help. Buy my book, Hello, My Name is Awesome, or shoot me an email, alexandra at eatmywords.com, and ask for some help. Welcome back to the If You Market Podcast. We have Christina Caramelo on phone. Right where I left off. On the line. On the line with us. Um, I have cabin fever. We're talking about personal ABM. Christina, something came up in the break. When you were talking about sales and marketing getting on the same page, uh, the thought came to me that sometimes sales and marketing identify or fail to identify, but identify kind of different buying motivators that they focus on. So one will be focusing on the ROI benefits of the product and the other will be focusing on the convenience benefit or something like that. Um, do you guys, is that what you were talking about? I guess. So two part question. Um, is that what you were talking about? And do you guys look to identify what their buying motivator is to help align people and just kind of let everybody know, Hey, by the way, and I suppose different contacts will have different. One guy just wants some convenience to make his job easier. And the other person really you know, cares about the ROI type of thing. Yeah. Well, I think what it, I've experienced and we were talking about it a little bit is that marketing is talking about features, benefits that are great, but they're not, they're not like a necessity. They're nice to have. They're not like I need to have type of thing. And, I think marketing is typically talking about what they think their audience wants or what they think their audience values versus sales is actually knowing what the customer wants and what their value is. And it doesn't always meet up. Right. Hi. Little zoom bomb there. There we go. Zoom bomb. No, because sales are on the, they're on the front lines. They're listening all the time about what's going on. Right. Yeah, and I don't know why either marketing's not listening or they doesn't they don't sales doesn't think to translate it to marketing so that they can adapt their messaging and their their content and whatever they're producing to match what actual customers think their value is because perceived value and actual value are not always the same. Right. But I mean you're talking about the features and they're small and but sometimes it's a big deal. You can find out there's one feature. I bought a car once and the the thing that I was like, wait, it can do this, right? I really care about the mirrors auto adjusting or I don't even remember what it was. it was. Some dumb little thing. I was like, oh, okay, great. This car has, you know, volume control on the steering wheel. I'm, I didn't really pay attention to anything else. Like the price, the this, the that. Okay, I'm getting gouged to hell on this car and the engine's crap, but it has volume control on the steering wheel. And that's, that's all I really care about. For some reason, though, I remember realizing later I got lucky that everything didn't blow up because I bought an automobile based on one dumb little feature that I was like, oh, yeah, I really wanted to have. It was so dumb. I don't remember what it, what it was. You know, it's got a USB charging port. Oh, I'm sold. But that's what sales could communicate. Like these people ask about this feature all the time, right? 
How big are the cup you know, holders I, with, in my truck? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they ask about the with, feature. With so, the what's the account, overall benefit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wouldn't the account-based marketing, you know, be like, you know, something like if, if you were going to use that, you know, like the the uh, the pain points of not having that. Exactly. You know. You know, a I mean, little like trying to talk. To, I mean, you, you're gonna you're 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 going after this particular person, and you have you're armed with some data, like you have the data, you, you know what role they're in, you know typically what they came for, but you're finding some personalized data to help them. But you are doing a stretch of logic, sort of guess what personalized information you're sending them that would help them, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. some sometimes there's like major. Uh, like you really need to show the ROI, you got to compete on price or there's all these other, you need, you need some serious functionality in there. And sometimes it's just really with some buyers. Cool. I can select the color on the icon for this software for tracking where my trucks are. So I can give each of my trucks a cool nickname and then they're sold. And you're like, well, wait a second. That was that was the buying motivator for this person is some little detail that is kind of inconsequential compared to everything else. But you know, not every buyer is super sophisticated or really focused on the right features. Sometimes they just want to move forward at some point and there's one little thing that gets stuck in their head that doesn't really matter. No, no, I understand what you're saying. Well, that's why it's usually a, when we're working with companies, it's usually a bigger committee than maybe just the one person. Right. Um, but you know, you have to get them on board. You're going to have to show features and benefits, but that's not the focus because they're going to need to know that no. eventually, but that's not the focus. Are you, when you have buying committees, like say you have, you know, three stakeholders, right. Or no, five stakeholders on this buying committee. Are you tackling them all at once? like in your ABM? Are you doing it linearly? Are you like working with the client to figure out, well, usually they talk to this person first and this person and you kind of mirror that. What do you do? We do. We do. Usually we typically work at like VP director level and then move it up the chain um, just to see if we can get some insights to go to that next person from the VP or the director, or sometimes depending on the, you know, the company size, maybe a manager to see if there's a pain point that we can I don't know if exploit is the right word, but kind of yeah, uh, focus on. Say so, uh, yeah. not exploit, it's solve. You can solve that. Solve, pain. yes. We'll solve that pain point by there going is, to the next person with it. There is a good it. definition for exploit, by the way. There is a very good We'll edit out the part where you said you exploit people's pain. <laughs> edit that out. There's multiple definitions for that word. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure but, all the so listeners now are go, thinking, do they ever actually edit anything out? I don't think so. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> But you, so you, so you're going from a particular level and you're moving up that way. Correct. Yeah. There's um, almost like a, a staircase or a ramp, I guess we're going up. We don't start at the top and then work our way down. We want to get buy-in all the way up so that when, when, let's say we have to go all the way to the CEO or CMO or whatever it is that if we have a, a bunch of this, a bunch of this team members already on board, it'll make it that much easier to get him on board or her on board or whatever. And that's an excellent. Have you ever point. done it backwards? Have you ever started at top and then worked it back that way? We have, but only if we have engagement with this top level person. So trickle down marketing, kind of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so a good point you make there, and this has come up in previous uh, episodes. Sometimes marketers they think the CEO is the person that buys, 
And this is, let's say not just think, but maybe the CEO is for their product, the person that buys. So they think they need to approach the CEO. And what they fail to realize is that very frequently they cannot approach the CEO. You have to start out with the receptionist and work your way up and sell everybody along the way. Cause when you try to reach out to the CEO, they're going to block you on LinkedIn and unsubscribe from your emails. Like you, they may be the fine. So your final person who's pulling the trigger and buying your six figure product, it's highly unlikely they are your first contact also. You have a chain you have to move through and you basically have to sell every person on at least passing you on to the next person or letting you through. Um, sometimes it's a gatekeeper. Sometimes it's somebody who actually has to, you know, approve and then pass it on to the person who signs it, who will ask a couple questions and it's, and it's good. I want to jump back to something I said earlier about the buying on a single feature type thing. I didn't mean to make it sound like I was saying, you're going to work these big contracts and you have one person and you're going to show them a specific color option and then they're going to be sold. But if you have 10 people and you need to sell most of these 10 people in this buying committee, each of them may have different motivators. One person may be really focused on ROI and you need to know that so you can sell them on the ROI and not be constantly pitching them on the, you know, the color of, a, of an icon. And somebody else might just really care about, you know, maybe they're the person using it and there's one little convenience thing that bugs the hell out of them about what they're doing currently. And if you solve that, they're sold. That's it. They'll rely on everyone else for the other parts, worrying about the ROI, worrying about the budget and all that other stuff. They just want to know that they're not going to be spending an hour every day with this one pain in the ass manual thing they're doing now or, so, or something like that. So each, and maybe somebody else, you just need to take them out to a steak dinner and then they're sold. Who knows? Uh, but so you got your people you have to bribe and your people you have to ROI or <laughs> you have to show that you have this pain point that we can, we can solve. Or what did you call it? Like you, you have this problem we can exploit or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so each it's highly unlikely all of the people in your buying committee have the same motivator and you can give the same pitch to every one of them and be done. Like, Oh great. We figured out what their pain point was and we solved it. Now they're all sold. It's like, no, they, Unfortunately, they probably all have different buttons that need to be pushed. Absolutely. That's where that personal relevance is and um, getting to know them on that micro level is going to come into play. I mean, you're not going to learn that just from looking at their profile that they are, they have one issue with the software that they're using that is, you know, causing them extra time every day and they really want to fix that one issue. But in talking to them or sharing content with them and learning more about them, you got to like Hopefully ask questions or something, more. right? Find that stuff <laughs> like, out. Yeah. Not just throw info at them and hope that they're going to want yeah. it. <laughs> now you have to ask them questions. Oh my God. <sighs> <sighs> I'm sorry, but my automated LinkedIn lead generator doesn't ask questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the listeners might think, wow, I really brought that full circle. Well, no, that was an accident. I did not realize what I was saying was bringing back to the personal ABM. I was just had that stuck in my head. Um, so yeah, it all comes back around to the personal. It's not just an account and you have one problem to solve for them. Um, but each one of these people in your buying um, decision-making group may have different problems that you need to solve or different areas that are of interest to them. So dig in, get personal with them, find out what those are, and hopefully you can solve enough of them to win the deal. That's the goal. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, that sounds fun. You've mentioned some, you said you love LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Is LinkedIn your favorite marketing channel? Is that, is that kind of 
let me just say, what is your favorite marketing channel? LinkedIn is definitely my favorite marketing channel. Actually, this our personal ABM has kind of morphed all the way. And uh, initially, our business name was Get LinkedIn Help, and then it was LinkedIn ABM. And then we kind of figured out that this approach we were taking just on LinkedIn was working in the other avenues. But LinkedIn is my my favorite. It's good to so start with LinkedIn favorite? too. Um, second favorite is definitely good old email, but regular email, right? not automation. Hmm. Yeah, regular email. What's your third one? <laughs> We're gonna go keep going down until you run out of things. <laughs> I don't know. Twitter has its place. I don't. I just don't know if it's my favorite. It's probably the third. So you have top two. It's Where does like smoke signals rank? I want to know. <laughs> I are haven't those, really. Are, are those the top two that you guys use the most? Uh, yeah, and you well, get into like. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, no, no, we, we use a, no, 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 go one. ahead. No, no, no. We get into like um, webinars. We'll get into the website, but we're not, we're not focused on like traffic to the website type of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Not personal. If you're inviting not. them and things like that via email, right? Correct. How are they going to yeah. find out about the webinar? Okay. Got it. Do you ever do direct mail with no, personal account, never... account based marketing? Mm -mm. I'm just curious. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know if they consider it account-based marketing when I get targeted, you know, by certain, you know, companies, like they'll send me a book or they'll send me some, honestly, sometimes it's a very elaborate, very expensive direct mail piece that I, I throw away because, um, you know, I think, God, that's really expensive. That's really like that. God, that's nice. But God, you should have like, you should have warmed me up you know, earlier, things like that. So I've often thought about, you know, when I get those things, you know, this would have been good after they warmed me up for a while. And then they send me this, I've, you know, so I would probably like, first. yeah. So I didn't know if you did anything like that. Cause I think, wow, that's where an expense this guy went to. Right. Yeah. And a lot of time and to get that all together and then just gets tossed Oh, That's such a shame. Yeah. That sounds like it could have been done backwards. There's a lot of physical yeah. mail and account-based marketing in the mass account-based where, and we've run campaigns before where, you know, we did cookies are for closers. And so we sold, we send everybody like a cookie Coffee. in the mail okay. along with some of the other, uh, some of the other stuff, um, outreach stuff, but that's, that's an automated mass account-based marketing in your personal, yeah. when you do personal mail, there's no conversation. This isn't the 1800s. They're not going to then write you, well, dear Christina, I'm glad you wrote. Oh, hello. Um, <laughs> write the letter. <laughs> in that voice, yeah. <laughs> uh, write in their calligraphy writing back to you, and you're going to have this dialogue over 10 years by courier. Um, <laughs> if you're going to get personal, you need something where people can respond back and forth. And yeah, physical mail is more of part of the bribe area within account-based marketing, I would think. Yeah, it definitely has its place. And I, and I think it still goes back to that account-based awareness, account-based advertising type of thing, because I can't, I mean, I might be able to personalize your, that's pretty much it when you do those mailers like that, even though they yeah. look pretty. Yeah. I'm sure we sent you know, cookies to some people who had allergies to what was in the cookie. And it's just like, how impersonal <laughs> is that? Like, here's says, a peanut butter cookie that'll kill you. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Boom. Nailed it. You know, I could, um, you know, I was looking at some market research not too long ago for a client and, you know, one of the biggest things that their target audiences wanted, believe it or not, besides email marketing, right? They, they like to be targeted email marketing, but they wanted a direct mail letter 
from a peer, like from a client, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, that's really interesting. I mean, you could do something like that in personalized account-based marketing, right? Down the chain. Um, but I was just curious if you guys used it or not. Yeah, it's not something we've explored. I'm sure it's totally possible. So I'd like to double back to something you said earlier, Christina, and pointing out as much as we're talking shit about the physical mailer part right now, um, it all does go back to the particular type of account-based marketing you're doing works for particular large value accounts. It is not the only marketing any company should be doing, and it's not for everybody. So we're not saying physical mailing is bad, don't do it or any of that, there are a couple things we're saying that that automated LinkedIn thing is crap. Please stop doing that. <laughs> no but, matter where you are. <laughs> but uh, um, we're, we're saying you, you have to use the right tool for the right job kind of, and physical mailers are great for certain types of campaigns. It's effective for certain products, certain, just like know when to use the right tool. And what you guys do with the personalized account-based marketing, this is just certain tools work and others don't in this approach or are, are effective and, and others aren't. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I didn't want to alienate. No, no. Mailers are good for small things. businesses, for local things. They have their place. Yeah, not totally. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. I want to start um, turn, tuning things down here towards the end. Christina, anything in particular we haven't quite covered about this personalized approach to ABM, about what you guys do there? Um, anything we're missing out on? No, I think, I mean, we pretty much covered um, a lot of things that, it, I mean, there's always more to talk about, but no, I think we're good. That leaves me time then to ask you one fun question. Okay. If you had, and take all the time you want, we'll just, we'll just uh, edit out the half hour you stop and think about this. <laughs> Uh-oh. If you I had, can't wait. What is this? Uh, one marketing superpower. If you had a superpower. Marvel Universe, whichever superhero universe you want it to be in, but it's a marketing superpower, what would it be? Hmm. I will play the Jeopardy theme song now. I think it goes back to getting to what, into what you said about what, what's that key thing that's going to make someone say yes or no that I want to talk to you, that one feature. Or am I going to be a feature person or am I going to be – so maybe being able to read minds, if I could read hmm. minds in a marketing – Way. I'm awesome. seeing you want to know what to exploit. I think that was the word you used. So I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> I have to X that word out of my vocabulary and go look up a synonym that's better. <laughs> Would you like us to leave the word exploit in this episode or bleep yeah. it out so it seems like we're saying something dirty? <laughs> it's fine. It's all part of sales and marketing. We do exploit. We just maybe don't say it like yeah. that. <laughs> it is tough sometimes to know what word to use when you're talking about somebody you want to sell something to and you're calling them a target. You're calling them, you know, what's my target audience? Like, it sounds like I'm hunting these people. Yeah, I'm yeah, I know. kind of hunting them also, but you're like, oh no, wait, I, I don't want them to hear me talk this way about them. But yes, you are targets that we are hunting. Yeah, well, yeah um, but in the personalized realm, the good thing about it is that they're actual names as opposed to just positions or... Right titles and things like that. So there, there, there's that. That's a good part of it. So here's what you need to put on your LinkedIn profile now up at the top. Uh, you are targets that we are hunting to exploit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be great. <laughs> I'll go over well. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> that's the billboard. Um, 
All right, excellent. So you can like do that like the say what you want day, like one day a year. Yeah. Say exactly what you want. Yeah. You'd like to read, be able to read minds so you know what problem they have to solve, that, that you can solve, basically. What do you need you to You want to read minds so they'll say yes, period. Yeah, that would be nice, too. That's great. I didn't want yeah. to get too greedy. <laughs> so then when you're having a conversation, if you could read the mind, you wouldn't need to go through a half-hour conversation to find out what to focus on. You'd know, here's what they want me to talk about. I don't have to talk about every feature. I can just focus on what they want to know about. Sometimes people won't even quite tell you. Usually, you know, giving a demo or something, first thing you want to know, what do you want to see in this? So I don't have to show you the whole airplane cockpit and explain everything. If you just want to see one thing, we can focus on that. Um, so if you can read minds, you can know what to focus on. Get personal with your account-based marketing. Solve that one problem. Nailed it. All right. I would tell marketers, Good. you can read minds. Just ask them, and usually they will tell you. That's the best yes. way to read. <laughs> that, they, ask a question instead of just telling yeah. people what you think they want to hear. The problem they want solved, they're rarely guarding from you. If you ask them to tell you what it is, they'll tell you. And then you have, so that superpower is within reach, Christina. It's yes, it is. It's attainable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we've had uh, Christina Jaramillo on today. I could say it the whole time. Dog, I was faking. Guy. I was faking. <laughs> faking it. You faker. Um, she is the president over at Personal ABM. We were talking about Personal ABM today. You are listening to, I don't know why I go over this every time. Everybody listening knows they're listening to the Ify Market Podcast. I'm going to start cutting this down. They could be kind of getting in late. No, we'd like to say it at the very end. This is the <laughs> so end of it. You know what you've been listening to. Yeah. <laughs> you know who we are. Uh, you can find uh, Christina on LinkedIn, of course, do not do that automated lame thing to her. She will block you, and then she'll reach out to me and KJ and ask us to block you as well, even though you <laughs> reach out to us. But um, go to her website. It's a really good website. Lots of great data. Personalabm.com. Personalabm.com there. And I had a typo on mine, so it's ABN. I don't think that's the same thing. Um, <laughs> I guess that would be account-based networking. Anyway, yeah, that and sound fun. also uh, stop the sales drop.com and um, yeah, reach out to Christina there on LinkedIn. Please do share the podcast with uh, somebody that would enjoy our style of marketing ramble. And uh, on behalf of the, if you market podcast and Carla Joe Helms and Christina Jaramillo of personal ABM, thank you for listening to the, if you market podcast where we believe if you market the shit out of it, with KJ. Personal ABM. Yes, they will come. Is your data company ignoring and gouging you or gouging and ignoring you? Those are the main reasons our customers move from the previous list provider, Mountaintop Data's top data search platform. What's top data search? Well, with top data search, you can search our database of 20 million plus business contacts and download lists with complete contact information. It's a convenient tool for both sales and marketing departments to get accurate lists. It's free to have an account. There's no annual contracts, no seat fees. Top Data Search is just easy access to accurate data. And when you reach out to us with questions, we actually give you answers. Visit topdatasearch.com and sign up for a free account with the coupon code IYM300 and get 300 free credits. Or if you're just curious, go to topdatasearch.com and run some searches on our open search tool, no account needed, by clicking the search now button. That's at topdatasearch.com.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.